Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Boat Trader is America's largest boating marketplace with over 100,000 boats to choose from. We offer simple, comprehensive solutions for those looking to sell, find, and finance new or used boats. Visit BoatTrader.com to get started. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Here in the Northern Rockies, dark winter months are outlasted in basements, dens, and nooks, where kindred souls gather to share intel, swap fly patterns, and relive the memories from seasons past. This gathering spot, known locally as a February room, is the inspiration for this podcast. No matter the season, the door is always open to those with a fly fishing story to tell. Brought to you by CD Fishing USA, the North American distributor for composite developments, fly rods, and fishing accessories. Tech, precision, ingenuity, legacy. Go to cdfishing.us and follow us on Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook. Here's your host, Lauren Carnop, and this is The February Room. Welcome to The February Room. Today, my guest is Jennings Hester. He's the founder and executive director of Fishing the Good Fight. Thank you so much for joining me today, Jennings. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, and you are in um, beautiful Colorado. I imagine that in a place that's that beautiful with some beautiful waters, you must have some fishing stories up your sleeves. <laughs> and I would love to hear one. Absolutely, quite a few. Um, we we don't spend much time in the city. We're usually out of it. But um, yeah, so last summer I um, I was really excited. I uh, I went to this music festival, this country music festival up in Whitefish, Montana, right outside of Glacier, and uh, one of my favorite bands that uh, I'd never seen before. And I was planning on fishing four days and then going to the festival at night. So fished the first day, um, had a blast with a buddy. Um, got into just countless cutthroat. Um, great time. They, the water out there is uh, glacial water, so it's crystal clear. Uh, you've got fish rising from 10 feet uh, for any kind of dry fly you throw, so it's 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 incredible. So um, the second day, 
um, I decide I'm going to go fish another section just right outside of Glacier Park. And leading up to this trip, I've been speaking to all the guides in the area that I knew and my buddies in those areas. And I can't tell you the amount of hours I spent tying up flies I needed for that time of year. Um, tons of dry fly patterns that take a while, like your chubby Chernobyls and hippie stompers and all sorts of parachutes. And so I'd probably tied up, oh, I don't know, 60 dries on top of my other uh, dry flies that I already had. And so I go out the second day having a blast, see grizzly bear tracks, bald eagles, just beautiful glacial water. About halfway through the day, I decided to cross the river at a spot that I definitely shouldn't have. Um, and so it's the current's a little stronger than I think. I get completely swept off. And the only box that flies that falls out is my dry fly box. It has about 100 plus dries. Uh, <laughs> so, and not only does it have 100, 100 plus dry flies in there, it's also a custom box that was a present of mine from one of my best friends uh, for my birthday. So I am left with one dry fly. And I'm not exaggerating here. <laughs> I, I'm left with one pale yellow, kind of a light cowhill uh, parachute, if you will, to imitate the mayflies out there. Within the next 20 minutes, I land the biggest cutthroat of the entire trip. And no way. <laughs> so it was it was a wild day. My husband and I, one time we went fishing and he gave me his dry fly box and I had it in my pouch. And it was all of his flies that he tied ever since he was little. And I had unknown to me, I guess I unzipped it and I didn't know it was unzipped. And as I bent over, the flies came out of the box and it was my first time it was maybe my second time fly fishing and I remember looking at my husband Justin and I thought he was gonna lose it but he was actually really cool I was like oh okay maybe it's not a big deal to lose flies and as we were coming back this fly box was on the small little island like it had somehow no made it onto way. yes and i was like it's and he goes oh and he had this relief he's like i didn't want to tell you how upset i was with you because it was your first time fly fishing and i just thought <laughs> but your fly box is actually and i guess i didn't know at that time how important those flies are because right. um it's not always it's always like oh this one was gift from my grandfather he yeah, tried his exactly. last one so these flies have totally different meanings and um, speaking of flies um, can you give me a little bit of information about fishing the good fight because I know you yeah. guys also have tons of flies on your website but for good cause <laughs> we, we do yeah so uh, we're a five hundred one c three so we're a nonprofit uh, we were founded uh, last November and we launched. Uh, in January of this year. The the company and the mission, uh, what we're trying to do is we're trying to leverage really the therapeutic benefits of fly fishing um, to help men with mental illness. And along with that, really the purpose of the company is kind of threefold. We want to um, help reduce the stigma uh, around mental illness and mental health and help guys feel more comfortable talking about it. We also want to provide outlets and ways for men to take action uh, when they want to, because a lot of guys just don't know what to do uh, if they realize there's an issue. And then the third component of it is uh, providing affordable uh, mental health services to men who can't afford, um, you know, what is pretty expensive between therapy, psychiatry, uh, medicine, you know, in certain cases. So those are kind of the three different avenues where we're trying to make an impact. And um, we always knew that that fly fishing was so beneficial to myself and all the board members um, and some of the issues we dealt with ourselves 
Um, so we, we just knew it was a perfect fit. And, um, you know, as my flies got better and better over the years, I started just having more and more people ask me to buy them. Um, so I said, look, let's, let's take this live, you know, and, um, for my birthday, my, one of my board members incorporated us as a surprise and it went from there. Wow. I love it. So all the proceeds to the flies go to these, uh, organizations for mental yep. health. Yep, exactly. So we, uh, we donate a hundred percent of our proceeds. Um, we have over a hundred patterns on the website, everything from tailwater patterns, freestones, still water, uh, carp flies, some salt flies. Um, and all those proceeds go to, uh, different like-minded organizations. So, um, we, we mix it up, um, and we're building out the fundraising side of our our business right now to uh, to bring in additional revenue, but our first donation went to a group called Man Therapy. They're a national digital brand that really d- uses comedy to uh, you know spark the conversation. You know, they have a guy with a mustache that's fishing or uh, out hunting or something, just trying to make it uh, a little bit lighter and, and less intimidating for guys. So we ran a campaign with them. Uh, is our first donation. And um, they're integrated into our website. And one of the really cool things they do is they have what's called their head inspection test, uh, which is basically 20 or so questions. Um, and at the end of it, it tells you, hey, you could be at risk for this, you know, whether it's anxiety or substance abuse or depression. Um, and then they'll uh, provide a resource to show you men's specific therapists in the area. Um, so that was that was our first donation. And then we'll have our next one here. Uh, at the end of this quarter. Yeah. You know, I remember reading this book called, I want to say it was Mind on Fire. And it was this woman who had uh, some health issues. And she said, you know, we treat the brain as if it's not something that can get sick or not healthy, that because we can't bandage it, we can't see it, like we can't see the actual injury of the brain or how it's not feeling well. Mm-hmm. We think it's not something that needs to be taken care of, like fight through it, get over the hill, get better once you're Correct. at the top. And out. yeah, and that's not at all what um, what it is for a lot of people dealing with mental illness uh, or mental health issues. And so I think it's great that your organization is focusing on that, especially with men, because I think for men, it's hard for, you know, not because I am one, but I've, I've experienced, I've men in my life. I've had men who um, we've lost um, due to even suicide. And it was like, Mm -hmm. well, he's, he's an outdoors guy. He goes hunting, he's fishing and he's so strong. Like he's physically so strong that even though the signs were there, we just kind of figured because he he had such a strong s- structure of himself that maybe we thought his brain was that way, and it wasn't the case. Obviously, no, yeah, it's uh, it's it's a huge issue, and you know, I I like to call it a silent pandemic in this country. Um, it's something that not a lot of people are aware of just how bad it is right now, um, and it's it's getting worse in the age of social media, and there's a lot of research around that, but. You know, I, I like to kind of give myself as, as an example of exactly what you were just talking about. I was I was a linebacker. I, I played high school football. I was all state. I went on to get a scholarship at the University of Alabama and play SEC football. You know, my depression hit in at a young age, and and I didn't. I, I just thought that's how everyone was. Uh, you know, I didn't. I didn't think there was any underlying issue. I, I didn't realize that you know this was something that could be treated. Um, and I just I thought I just needed to tough it out and. Uh, and that's the way life was. And, uh, you know, the average time between, uh, you know, symptoms and someone actually seeking help 
uh, for a mental illness is around 11 years. Uh, and wow. that was my case. You know, I, I dealt with it, for, you know, on my own for um, probably over 12 years, um, you know, until my father, thankfully, just basically said, you're going to see this doctor, you know, like there's no option. And he basically dragged me in. And, you know, the, the reason that we focus on, on the men's side of things is, is one kind of, like you said, you know, the stigma, uh, just tough it out, you know, don't be a baby, um, you know, be tough. And, and I was a linebacker. I was an, I was an SEC college football player. You know, I was six, three, two fifty. I, you know, I thought I was the toughest guy. I didn't understand why I was dealing with this stuff. And, you know, the reality is that, 75% of suicides in the U.S. are men, and they're only 25% of the, of the population treated for a mental illness. So, uh, you know, we have a man kill himself every 20 minutes in the U.S., and it's, it's a massive issue that um, really hasn't been talked about a lot to date, starting to get a little more traction, and we want to help with it. Yeah, wow, I had no idea that that was such a high number. And I honestly can say that I don't think there is one person, um, female or male, that doesn't know someone who's affected by mental health. And especially in Montana, too, we do have these really dark days and we kind of joke about it being February and being really down. But it's actually sometimes can feel very overwhelming when you don't right. see the sun. And how crazy is it that your organization started in January and then <laughs> a few months later we have COVID? And right. I can imagine that sometimes COVID has, I mean, they've already saved. COVID has heightened depression because you're kind of staying at home, you're on social media, you're trying to see what's going on and it's a fear, you know, you're scared and it's, and I think with mental health, um, if you're not addressing these issues, it can probably heighten that experience. A hundred percent. I mean, it's the uh, it is crazy timing with us launching and then, uh, you know, COVID coming into the picture and uh, just how how relevant it's it's just being brought to the forefront with what people are experiencing with the pandemic. So. Um, it, it is a pretty wild coincidence and how that played out. Have you seen a higher rise of membership since COVID has started? Or I guess it's your first year, so maybe you just you have nothing to uh, to base that on. <laughs> yeah, we don't have a lot to base it on, but um, you know, I will tell you that uh, our growth has been just it's tremendous, um, and I I think it's a combination. I, I think COVID certainly plays a role in it, uh, but it was also a combination of just gaining more traction, word of mouth, you know, doing more marketing. Um, so I think it. I think it definitely uh, was a piece of it. I mean, we're up to we do membership uh, memberships all year where people get X number of flies and uh, percentage discount off flies all year round or anything on our website. Um, and since COVID, we've had. Oh, about 20 members, um, which is way more than any of us anticipated. Brand that we're truly started from square one, you know, we just absolutely nothing, bare bones. So, um, you know, we've shipped out whew, since COVID probably over 3,000 flies uh, and 20 members. So it's it's been incredibly busy. I was going to say, I saw on your website that you say you inspect every fly before it goes out, which mm -hmm. I think is so great because yesterday I was on the river and I was trying to 
you know, tie my fly and I realized there was glue on the, you know, like at the end. And I was like sitting there and I was just like trying to get it. I'm like, am I getting older? So yeah, it's so great. When I saw that, I was like, wow, they inspected. So are they making sure there's no glue? Yep. And the, uh, you know, the technical term for that would be a UV resin. That's what that is. (laughs) Yes. Yes. But, um, but yeah, we, we really, you know, we truly believe that we sell the highest quality flies in the industry. Um, we, we, we don't think there's, there's a better, a better company in terms of the quality. And, and that's what we stand behind. And, uh, we only use the highest caliber hooks, the highest caliber materials. Um, we keep all of the patterns, uh, exactly how the original designer, uh, created them. Um, unless, you know, there've been something they changed over the years and we update it. And we're lucky that we have some really good relationships in the industry that have helped us and, you know, have really, uh, in terms of just starting the business and uh, and providing some mentorship, uh, like Charlie Craven, for example, is a really good friend of ours, um, arguably the best tire in the world, Umpqua's biggest signature tire. Um, see him a few times a week. You know, guys like him and Pat Dorsey have just been incredible um, in supporting uh, the movement and the organization. And love it that it's like men kind of coming together and supporting each other. Right. Is there um, say there's women who are like who are kind of interested in this organization maybe because they know someone have a spouse Mm -hmm. a friend or a loved one um how can they get involved in this organization yeah no that's a great question and we we have uh, a handful of female members you know that um buy flies from us consistently throughout the year and are really good anglers and um you know something that we kind of a motto of ours is you know making lives better uh, it's it's not necessarily just men because uh, you know the the man taking action and and working to improve himself and uh, push through some of these challenges they're facing it's it's not just it's just not just affecting him like you said it's affecting his family it's affecting his significant other um, it's infecting uh, coworkers you know the list goes on and on so you know it's not just about men it's about everyone it's just that the, you know, the, there's a massive issue, um, with men's mental illness in in the country. So, you know, in terms of females, you know, we, we love getting, uh, women members and, um, we, you know, they can always donate, they can always buy gear, um, tons of different things they can do. It's almost, it's a community. And if we're, if there's one person in our community that isn't feeling well, it affects kind of everybody. It's a dominoes effect. Um, I was, talking with someone from Project Healing Waters, and they said that they actually did a study about how fly fishing actually stop, like can help the brain repair itself on some, some certain level. Um, have you mm-hmm. noticed with fly fishing for yourself, because I know you said you've kind of dealt with, your, with mental health issues and addressing it, has fly fishing been uh, a way to, to help with, with your depression? Uh, absolutely. So, um, you know, when I first moved out here, I I came, um, I, my girlfriend who were still together, um, I moved out before her and, um, I had fly fished a little bit. I grew up, uh, in Georgia. So I fly fished in North Carolina and the mountains of Georgia a little bit, but this was a whole different ball game. And, you know, when I was out here on my own, I had a lot of time to, to really dive into it. And, and all of a sudden I found myself on the water, you know, every chance I could get. And, I, I just fell in love with it. Uh, just the mindfulness of, of casting and uh, paying attention to the bugs and, and, and what the fish are doing. And it just took away all the anxiety 
um, from everyday life. And, you know, after, after I really got into fly fishing a lot, I, I found fly tying and, um, I just found it from a, from a free class and, I went down the rabbit hole quickly <laughs> to say <laughs> before I knew it, I had uh, more materials than my apartment could handle, but it was the same thing. It was, it was the mindfulness. It was being present. You know, it was getting away from, from all the distractions of, of day-to-day life and all the stress. Um, and it's, it's absolutely been a massive part um, of, of my recovery, you know, if you will, and, and just improve yeah. quality of life um, from a point where, you know, I, I couldn't go to a grocery store without uh, completely losing it. I couldn't even, you know, select a piece of fruit that I wanted um, because my anxiety and depression were, were at such a such a high. And, um, you know, my girlfriend was at wit's end. My family was at wit's end. Talk, going back to, you know, how this affects other people um, and not just yourself. And, you know, when I finally got help, it was and started fishing and started tying. It was just a complete 360. I mean, I just, my, my quality of life has just improved so drastically. Yeah. And it just helps when you're just out in nature. And I think also with you being uh, such a competitive football player, I think there's also when you get done with that, I used to play sports all the time. It was, you know, practice games, and then just always something to practice and look forward to. And I right. can imagine when you get into that, the level that you were at that when you lose that, that training, the performance, the reflection of like, Hey, I was doing good because I, I got this many hits. I did this and this. Mm-hmm. And if you don't see those statistics sometime, I think it's easy to be like, how am I knowing that I'm good? No, <laughs> I, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I think, um, I think athletes and, uh, you know, military personnel, I think they get hit, you know, as hard by it as anyone. Um, just because that entire sense of purpose and training and community they've, you know, dedicated their lives to, uh, is now gone. And, and that's how it was for me. I mean, I, I was already dealing with depression and I didn't realize it, you know, while I was in college. Um, but you know, I remember my head athletic trainer coming in during the workout and saying, Hey, let's talk. Um, and just saying, you know, do you want to keep doing this? Um, you know, I was dealing with a lot of injuries. I couldn't stay healthy. I wasn't the player I was, um, years before, not even close to it. And, you know, I realized it was time to hang it up and I just, I just lost it. And as I mean, I just bawled, I just cried uncontrollably, you know, probably for the first time in my life you know, is, is the tough guy. And, um, you know, after that, it, it just, it amplified it so much more than what it had been in the past. Yeah. Cause you could take your mind off of what the real issue was. Mm-hmm. No, I think it's so great that you're sharing this story because like you said, there is a stigma of, I'm not going to ask him if he's okay. I, I mean, the majority of females in my community, we're, we're very much like, how are you doing? How are you feeling? How are things at home? And I'll sometimes right. ask my husband, I was like, so you went on a fishing trip. Like, how's, how's everything going? He goes, we're just fishing. I'm like, oh, oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> you know, like, but I think it's okay to sometimes, I think it is hard for a lot of people to talk about feelings and the way that they're doing really in at present time. And sometimes it's hard to say, I'm not doing great. Cause that makes you seem like you're failing. Yeah. We're huge on the whole concept of, you know, men supporting men. Cause it's, it's really, it's not there, you know, and, and we do kind of a wellness Wednesday post every week. And, 
one of the prior ones was check in with your buddy, you know, like just yeah. talk to your, like just see how they're doing. You know, this week's was more about what you were just talking about. It's okay to not be okay. Like not it's okay. And it's okay to talk about that. And you don't have to just bury it. Um, but as men, that's what we're conditioned to do mm-hmm. um, our entire lives. And, you know, especially in the, in a competitive athletic side of things, you're taught that even more, you know, just bury it, push yeah. it. You just, just like a physical, you know, uh, injury, just deal with it. Keep playing. Yeah. Push, push through the pain, which I think right. as you get older, you kind of realize that that's not smart anymore. You should never push through pain. Right. Um, I know you said you tie some flies. So is there a fly that's one of your favorite go-to when you're on the river? Um, yeah, there definitely is. So, um, you know, out here in, t- in Colorado, we have a lot of tailwaters. Um, so, um, you know, they're, they're known for their small bugs and picky fish and uh, technical fishing. So I, I fish a lot of smaller stuff out here. Um, my favorite patterns and um, some flies that I, I just really love tying because they, uh, they're flies that take some work to get good at. Um, there's some flies, you know, that are, you can pick up right away, but I love, uh, Craven's Jujubatus. Um, it's one of my, one of my favorites. Uh, I love his, uh, his two bit hooker and, uh, the chocolate foam wing emerger is an absolute killer out here. What is that one called? Chocolate foam wing emerger. So it's just a t- <laughs> delicious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a tiny little brown colored mayfly with a foam, foam wing that, you know, dangles mid column and. Uh, just imitates a uh, an emerging mayfly, and um, the the trout out here just can't resist it. If you get if you have a good presentation, do you have a really great fishing catch in beautiful Colorado rivers? Oh yeah, it's uh, we're we're lucky out here. Um, I mean, you know, I I typically my favorite stretches of water to fish are Cheeseman Canyon uh, and the Dream Stream. And um, I'm so lucky. I mean, they're both just gorgeous and they both host some of the, uh, you know, the biggest rainbows, browns and cut bows um, you'll find in the entire state. And they're also a blast because they're so challenging. I mean, they're, they're very pressured and these are smart, smart fish. And, you know, you really have to be on your game and, and you've got to be, you know, 100 percent focused all the time, which is what I love about it. Yeah, it kind of kind of brings back to just like losing yourself and choosing. Right. Yeah. It's, it's always a puzzle, which I always kind of like about fishing is that you're trying to it figure is. out, you're like looking at the water, you're trying to see what bugs are laying around and, mm-hmm. and then you're trying to hit the foam line. And then you're just like more times than not, you're not catch or for me, you're not catching anything. I was just telling my <laughs> husband the other day, I went wade fishing yesterday on an adventure that totally went sideways. My girlfriend and I, I was like, let's grab our cooler. We're, we got this huge Yeti cooler, went out there and got lost. Somehow we got stuck in our waders and cow manure. And anyways, my husband opened up the garage today. He's like, your waders smell like shit. I was like, yeah because they are, they are covered in cow manure, but it's, you know, I got done with it and it was just this crazy chaos and it was still, uh, I know it sounds crazy. It was still fun and it was relaxing because I got to be on the river with my girlfriend and uh, we were talking about fly fishing and just talking about life. And it's just a great way to lose yourself. Yeah. We just, uh, we just hired our first intern um, this, uh, this semester and, um, he's an awesome guy and he's helping to build out our, uh, our fundraising platforms and those different avenues. But, um, he's been fly fishing for a while and, 
Um, we initially met because he became a member and he met one of our board members on the water. But, you know, the first time we grabbed coffee, he's like, look, I'm going to go ahead and let you know, I am, the, I, I have more fun not catching fish than anyone you'll ever meet. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and he, he, he struggles with pretty severe anxiety and it's a huge outlet for him. And he's like, I just, I just love it. Like, I'm terrible. I don't know what I'm doing. Hopefully you can help me. But, uh, but you know, it's just, it's the, it's, it's how I unplug. It's, you know, it's how I relax. And has he been on the river with you a lot? We haven't gotten to get out yet. I've just been so busy. We've been so backed up with orders lately. Um, but it's uh, it's actually on our uh, – we, we use a platform called Trello to kind of manage our products and uh, things that we're trying to accomplish our tasks. And one of those tasks is get out and fish together. <laughs> yeah, you're like, that's the whole point. Like we actually want to do what we love and we better get on the river. Um, so if anybody – wants to learn more about this organization, wants to donate, wants to become a member, what's the best method of them uh, reaching out to you or to Fishing the Good Fight? Yeah, so we're on all the social media platforms. We're on Instagram, Facebook, and then uh, our website's very simple. It's just fishingthegoodfight.com. You know, on the homepage, you'll see uh, a donate tab. You'll see uh, become a member tab. Um, you'll see flies, gear. So all that stuff's easily accessible on our website. So you don't have to be in Colorado to support this organization. You can be in Montana. Absolutely not. We have members all over the country. I mean, we, uh, and, and we ship orders all over the country. It's, it's been wild to see. I mean, the, the majority of it has been West, um, just cause fly fishing is so big here, but, um, you know, we get members from, uh, North Carolina, Georgia, Vermont, Maine, Oregon, California, it's its everywhere. Do the mental health organizations that the proceeds go to, is it just directly to Colorado or is no. it kind of nationwide? No, yeah, it's kind of a mixed bag. So, um, you know, some things we do are uh, are national and then some things we do are more uh, tailored toward Den- Denver. And there's, there's actually a reason for that. It's not just because we're here. Denver actually has the highest male suicide rate in the country. I don't have a good answer as to why, but um, it's it's the worst in the country. So um, we uh, our next donation is actually going to a group called uh, People's House that um, provides uh, scholarships and affordable mental uh, health services via therapy for um, people who can't pay for standard therapy sessions. We do do some stuff locally, and then we we also do some national stuff. You know, I think it's always good to help the community that needs the help the most at the time. And so, um, yeah, I think it's wonderful what you guys are doing. I really appreciate you taking the time to chat with me today. And hopefully if you ever want to come up to Missoula, um, you have someone that, you know, Uh, and we can go fishing together. Yeah, absolutely. We, uh, I I love that. And we are newest members from uh, Helena. So, Oh, wonderful. Not as great as Missoula. So I won't hold it against, (laughs) I won't hold it against them, but Helena's, Helena's great. No, I'm just joking. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, no, that'd be great. And uh, thanks for having us and, you know, letting us tell our story a little bit. And it's, you know, the support's been incredible and we're just excited to keep this momentum going. Go to thefebruaryroom.com where you can access a complete library of our podcast and read more about our guests, their fishing stories, and favorite fly patterns. We're always looking for exceptional fly fishing yarns. And if you have one to spend, shoot us an email at info at thefebruaryroom.com. The February Room is always free, but if you feel like throwing a nickel in the pond, we appreciate any additional listener support. 
For companies and individuals interested in sponsorship opportunities, please contact us for our media kit. Thanks for stopping by the February Room, and we'll see you down here next week.